And so um, this morning, Jason asked me to share on something that has really been um, part of my, my journey um, with God and seriously something that has impacted me beyond in anything else. And that is serving in church as well as making attending on Sundays a priority and attending on Sundays a habit. Now, before anyone starts freaking out, going, this is the day I decide to come to church this is the day they call me out for coming once a month. This is the day they call me out. Don't stress. Relax. I always have terms and conditions for my messages because I always have some fine print T's and C's apply. And so this morning, my T's and C's are literally, this is a guilt-free, no-pressure message. This is not a recruiting Sunday. We're not going to have beepers at the door that go off to show us that you're not serving in an area. So don't stress at all. And so just for you to relax, we're going to have some fun. So I found some awesome memes to kind of sum up this message. And so let's put up the first one. Okay, this is quite funny. I know. Who's seen Taken? I love Taken. Don't just love that scene in the movie? It's like, I will find you. Okay, we will be Liam Neeson in the church. We will find you and we'll bring you. Where's the next one? All right, this is also a goodie. People don't want to go to church because it is snowing. Okay, so in other words, people don't want to go to church because my dog ate my car keys. Okay, I don't know. We can think of all the funny things in the book. Okay, what's the next one? When the pastor starts calling people out for not coming to church. I hope no one is making that face this morning. This is a safe place. And then the last one, I actually thought this was very funny. Our church service ends in an hour, said no Pentecostal ever. But that literally is just to remind me that I don't have much time if we really want to get you out here in an hour. Um, and so I really, really actually just love this scripture in Psalm 92. We're going to get straight into it. It says, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. And so for some reason, whenever I get up here to share a message, I somehow always have some gardening tips for everyone. Last time it was how to prune. You know, today I'm going to talk to you about a palm tree and a cedar of Lebanon because I had no clue about this. I did research, all right? So I did research on a palm tree first. We can put up the picture. And so these are pictures of palm trees um, bending in storms. And, you know, this is probably like this was, I think, just after a hurricane had hit in the States. And so I read this blog of this um, preacher, and he leads a large church in the States, and he actually went to this community that had just been hit with an awful hurricane. There was a massive aftermath. Trees have been uprooted. Houses were demolished. But he noticed something very strange, and he noticed that the palm trees were still standing. And so this kind of interested him. So he went to a person of the community and asked, like, how are the palm trees still standing when all these other trees are, uh, trees are uprooted? And the person actually said to him um, that palm trees are actually designed to bend. They can actually bend so far in a storm that they can lie horizontal to the ground. And that when the storm has finished and passed, they actually just pop back up again. And I thought this was very interesting. So then I found a diagram of a palm tree. This is where my research takes me. And I found a diagram of a palm tree. And so I looked at this diagram and I thought, hey, like, look at these roots. They're going to the side. Then they're going a little bit in. And then they're going down. They're not just going straight down. They're going to the side. They're spreading out underneath the ground. So you can imagine that they have been designed to withstand things that have come their way. Then I looked a bit at a cedar of a Lebanon. I had no clue what this tree was, where it was, how it was. This is what it looks like. For those of you who don't know, it's a picture of a cedar of, uh, a cedar of Lebanon. And so I looked a bit into this tree. 
you know, if ministry never works out for me, I'll be like a gardening connoisseur. I think I've learned so much about plants now. Who would have ever thought? And so I looked at these roots as well. They're also going wide. They're going deep. And what I found interesting about this tree is that for every 10 feet that this tree grows, it grows 30 feet deeper. So for every 10 feet it grows, now these trees are massive. So you've got to understand how deep these roots are actually growing. Because for every 10 feet, it's going 30 feet deeper. And then I found out that the roots um, of this tree has some sort of substance. I don't know what it is, what it's called. That's how they named it on Google. It was a substance that what this substance does is when the roots hit a rock or some sort of hard um, patch in the ground, the substance actually helps the root to mold and push through the rock, break through the rock, so that it can keep on growing deeper. I actually thought that that was so interesting. And so I learned a bit about these trees. I learned that both of these trees are actually symbols of strength and longevity. And I'm pretty sure that if I would ask everyone here this morning, how many of us want to be strong and live a long life? I'm pretty sure everyone would put their hands up. Whether we're here and we love Jesus or whether we're here and we're still figuring out this God thing or we're not too sure about it, I'm pretty sure that all of us have a desire to grow strong and to live a long life. And so my hope this morning is to really encourage you to take a step where you can actually go deeper, like the roots, to actually grow stronger, to have this strength and longevity. So for the first 21 or 22 years of my life, I can't remember how old I was, um, I dipped my toe in and out of, of church. And um, when I was 21, 22, I can't remember my age, I um, gave my heart to God. Like, And I still remember to this day, I remember saying to God, we're going to do this properly. Like, I'm going to do this properly now. And so the first thing I did was I got planted in the church. That was the first thing I did. Above all else, I got planted. So how did I do this? I joined a life group. Okay, now, for anyone who knows me, I'm not in this extroverted, woo, let's go make new friends kind of person. I am an, I love being by myself. I'm an introvert, ambivert. I don't know what you want to call it. I'm extrovert when I need to be, but I'm very much so an introvert. So for me going to a life room for the first, per, for the first time, not knowing anyone, maybe knowing one person, now I'm going to make a small talk with people that I don't know is my worst nightmare. I'm going, oh my Lord Jesus, I cannot do this. This is awful. And so I was, I grew, I grew, I grew up in a German um, house. I'm half German. And so you're either on time early, you're never late, ever. You're never late. And so what happened was I left my house at 20 past six because life group started at seven. I wanted to give myself enough time to get there, be early on time. Left my house at 20 past six was going to be 25 minutes early. So I thought, that ain't happening. I ain't going to sit in a room for 25 minutes, make a small talk with people I've never met before. And so I, was, I parked myself on a main road. I think it was still at, a, at like a, a petrol garage. And I parked in this main road. And I waited for 25 minutes until 5 to 7. Then I started my car and I went around the corner and I arrived. True as Bob, I saw the first person there. So now I had to make small talk for at least 5, 15 minutes because people were late. I was like, oh, none of these people are Germans. Like, hello, you're never late, people. Okay. Anyways, so that was me. And eventually, you know, things started settling down. Eventually, you know, I, I got the hang of it um, because I really wanted to go deep, to grow strong. 
I started serving in, in the worship team on Sundays. And um, for the first couple of weeks or even months, I would say um, it was almost like my probation period. You know, they wanted to see, you know, if I was not good, good, you know, a couple of months. So what I did faithfully, I wasn't rostered on a mic. For, for the first couple of months, I woke up every Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Now, I'm not a morning person, so that took a lot of guts now as well. Wake up at 6 a.m. I went, I warmed up with the singers, and I sang in the choir for the first couple of months. That's all I did. I just sang in the choir for the first couple of months. I was faithful to that because I wanted to be planted. This was my home. This was my church. I I wanted to be planted. It was important for me because as I planted myself, I would have, you know, grown my, my roots deeper so that I can grow stronger. So we really believe that, that even through this, you know, we meet people in life group, we meet people um, when we serve, and, and that helps us. Connecting with people, forming relationships with people really help us grow our roots down to, to grow um, us stronger. And so not did I just get planted, um, then I started participating, and that was probably the, the turning point um, in my journey, because you can be planted, but if we're not participating, what, what's actually really changing? And so it was actually quite interesting. I joined this life group, and then, you know, obviously people are trying to get to know you. So people ask me questions, and I'm asking questions, and they found out that I was studying music at the time. And so they thought, hey, why don't you join the worship team? I thought, okay. I joined the worship team. So I went on a Wednesday night, loved it. There was even someone in the team that um, studied with me at Varsity. And so I knew someone. I was like, that's great. I want to be in this worship team. This is cool. Like, like this guy was pretty cool. I was like, I want to be in this worship team because he is there. Like, this is really cool. Don't worry. I didn't like liking anything. It was just like, it was just pretty cool that I knew someone. And then eventually I loved it. And then um, I continued going. That eventually um, there was this leader that she actually took me under her wing. And I'm telling you, that's where everything started changing for me. She taught me how to have a quiet time. Like she, she taught me how to be a prayer warrior. She taught me how to worship. She met with me weekly to speak into me, to find out how I'm doing. And it was in that moment that things actually started going deeper and I started growing stronger. That actually even years later when I started facing storms and I felt like I was the palm tree being bent over, um, I felt like I, I had roots that were deep enough to withstand things that were coming my way because I started I started participating in relationships. I started participating in, in serving and forming connections and friendships. It started helping me. And we even see in Hebrews 10, it says, Now let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now listen to this part. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. We must never give up meeting together. Sometimes we're in a habit of Oh, next week, next week, I'll do growth track next week, I will attend next week, I will, you know what I'm saying, like don't get into that habit, but rather form that habit and say, no, I'm not going to give up meaning together, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be planted, I want to participate, I want to grow, go deep so I can grow strong, some of us are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another is so important. So I actually went to gym on Friday nights. Now, if you've known View City, we've, we, we've changed things around now. We're doing groups um, on three Fridays of a month, and we're actually having a big night on the first Friday of every month. So if you know any young people, that's just a free advertisement to the church. We have a mega night, first Friday every month, bring your young people. But we actually have groups on the other Fridays, which means now I have time 
to go to the gym because my group only starts at seven. So I go to gym. I'm doing the splash class. Anyone know the splash class in gym? Now, I know this is going to sound very weird, but I was like the youngest person in this class. I feel like I'm breaking the stereotype of this class. I'm like, I'm always, I was like the young person in this class. Anyways, so the instructor comes out and I'm like, it's the instructor that I always go to on Tuesdays for my other class. And so she's like, you know, we, you know, we're doing the moves in the water. Listen, yeah, that class works to you, hey? You have no idea. I'm like, I'm like doing these things in this class. I'm doing sit-ups in the pool. I never know, never knew that was possible. I'm doing sit-ups in the pool. Anyways, I'm, I'm doing these works and she, and she comes to me and she goes, you weren't in the group class on Tuesday. And I look at her and I was like, I started panicking. I couldn't, I, I couldn't remember why I wasn't there. I don't know if I, I think it was the, like the legacy that I, you know, we were working. So I was like, I wasn't feeling well. Like immediately I was like, I don't know what to say. Like she's just called me out for not being in a class. I didn't know what to do. And so I just thought, I wasn't feeling well. She's like, oh, okay. And she carries on walking. And I'm telling you in that moment, I thought, I'm going to be in the group class on Tuesday. Like, I'm like, I'm never going to ever, like, not be in this class. I will be there because now she knows if I'm not going to be there. And it was so weird. In that moment, I almost felt God say to me, you know what, Martine? Like, you can go to gym and have your smoothie. You can be planted in the gym. Like, you can go to gym, you know, and grab your smoothie and swipe your card. But, Martine, if you're not participating, you're not going to grow. You like nothing's going to happen, and so I realized that I connected with this instructor. She knew I wasn't there, so now I'm going to be there on Tuesday. And isn't that what it, what it's like in church? The minute you participate, the minute you're in a team, the minute you know you've got people walking with you, the minute you're in a life group, you're not here on a Sunday. Someone's going to be phoning you up, being like, "Hey, are you okay?" I noticed you went in Sunday in church on Sunday. Hey, are you okay? I noticed you didn't come to life group. Hey, are you okay? You went at worship practice. It, it, like, is, is is everything okay? Someone is going to say something because they're going to notice that you weren't there. That's what happens when we start participating. We start doing life together. I think the problem is sometimes that we have a lot of things standing in our way. And so I felt that even now, even right now, you know, working for the church, I still feel like there are things that can stand in my way to my habits. And it all depends on what decisions I make um, in terms of what, what, what I thought was my, my revelation, my conviction from God. And just another, you know, FYI, this is between you and God. I'm just sharing my story this morning. You need to go to God and you need to make your own commitment to Him. This is my revelation. This is my conviction. And so I feel like we sometimes have challenges to our habits challenges that, you know, you, you, you kind of not too sure what, uh, you know, what to do. And so I remember when I just gave my heart to God, I was still working in retail at the time. And I even still remember, I don't think my dad would remember that. I mean, he's actually sitting there, but, but um, I don't think my dad would remember this, but he actually popped in and, you know, to say hi, I don't know if he was roaming around Canal Walk or something, popped in to say hi, and he was telling me about conference. And I was saying, I was like, oh man, I'm so bummed, I want to be at a conference, like why am I here, who wants to work and retail right now, I'm like, I want to be in conference, I want to be in church, you know, and he kept on telling me about these awesome things that were happening, and, and the sessions, and I just thought, oh man, I had such FOMO, cannot believe, I just wanted to be there, and so obviously, you know, working in retail, you've got your Saturdays, you've got your Sundays, I worked all, you know, full eight-hour shifts, and um. Eventually, I actually just got to a point where I thought, you know what, this is actually a challenge to my habit right now. I want to be in church on a Sunday. It was important for me. It was a, it was a priority for me. And so what I did was I actually uh, spoke to my parents, actually resigned from my retail job. And I said to them, I think I'm going to start teaching music. 
I think this is great because I can pick my own times. I can, you know, be, be flexible. And, and God was so faithful in that, that he brought me five music students at the time, um, which was basically exactly probably what I was earning, if not more, um, at, at my retail job. And it was incredible. I, I had students when I could, could have students and I could still go to worship practice. I could still go to life. I could still serve at View City. I could still go to church on Sundays. And for me, I made that decision because I wanted to make church for me a habit. I wanted to make it a priority because I knew that when I made it a priority, I made it a habit, I would go deep to grow strong. But just as we have challenges, I believe we have temptations as well. The thing that's more attractive. I mean, let's, let's just all be honest here for a second. Who doesn't love sleeping in on a Sunday morning? I'm, I'm like, even now... I work for the church, and sometimes I wake up on a Sunday morning going, oh, yeah, I've got to go be friendly now. I've got to go love people now. Oh, I just want to stay at home and watch DSTV. You know, like, I really do have those thoughts. I'm human. We're all human. There's always something that's going to look a bit more attractive than waking up early on a Sunday morning. That's why we have a 6 p.m., um, so, you know, you sleep in, you get the best of both worlds, you know? Anyways, so, I, you know, and I actually faced a temptation in, in my own life. Um, at the time, I was obviously still at varsity, and I was taking jazz singing for the year. And one of my lessons, I walked into one of my lessons, and my singing teacher said to me, um, hey, Martin, like, we would love for you to, you know, sing um, next week Friday at the Crypt Lounge. And now, for those of you who don't know what the Crypt Lounge is, it's like the most prestigious jazz, live, gig, venue, like ever. Like, you don't just sing at the Crypt Lounge. Like, you've got to know someone who knows someone who knows, or you've got to be, like, flipping amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't just sing at the Crypt Lounge. And so she gave me, like, she was dangling this opportunity in front of me going, like, you'll have a band, and you'll sing songs from your repertoire, and I'm going... Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm like, I love performing. This is going to be awesome, you know, and I'm just thinking through all these things in my brain going, how can I make this work? Because, the, because that Friday I was serving at View City. I was even leading worship that night and I thought, okay, if I, if I just swap that person to that person, change the song so that person can sing that person. They won't feel so much pressure for that. And then that's okay. And then, and if I do, and then I started realizing the more I was trying to like, like navigate the sing so I could go sing at the crypt, I was, I felt like I was letting down my team. Like I felt like I had made this commitment and now I'm just going to be like, peace out, yo. I'm going to go sing at the Crip Lounge. You know what I'm saying? Like you do your own thing. But I eventually actually just made the call and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I made a, a commitment to God when I first gave my heart to him. I said, we're going to do this properly. And so temptation came my way. It looked amazing. In fact, it, was a ma- it, was, it would have been a mass opportunity. And so I, I, I went back to my lesson and I said to her, you know what? I'm so sorry. I, I, I would love to. I just have a prior commitment um, at my church. And I just, I really, like I would love to. I just really can't let down my team. And, and that was that. And, and I went home and I was so upset. I was bummed. I was, oh man, I made the worst decision ever. And went to View City that Friday, led worship, did my thing. And isn't that sometimes what, what serving is like? Serving, serving isn't always convenient. Sometimes serving can be a bit of an inconvenience, you know, to our lives. But I really felt that I just had to stick to my guns. And about three weeks later, 
I got a phone call from someone in the church, and they said to me, hey, Martin, um, would, would you be keen to sing on the Proxy Christmas album? And I thought, um, is that like even a question? Like, obviously. And then they said, would you like to sing the jazz version of We Three Kings? And I thought, yes, I'm in. I'll be there. You just gave me know the times. I started, I go into my computer printing out the lyrics. I'm finding the key that works best for my voice. I'm sitting at the piano practicing. I was so excited. And it was at that moment that I realized, hang on here now. Three weeks ago, I said no to something that was a temptation to me. And three weeks later, I get a call singing something that, that, was, that grew me even more, actually. I got to go into studio. I got to learn how to sing like in studio and be recorded. Like, it grew me so much. And I know it sounds so cheesy, like ridiculously cheesy. This is going to be like Gouda cheese right now. But I have never like, thought that I would flourish so much in church. I think I've flourished more being part of the church, serving in the church, and being planted in the church than I think I ever could have ever flourished um, in the world. I really, really, really do believe that. And isn't that what God promises us in Psalm 92? It's that those who are planted in the house will flourish, that you'll grow strong like a cedar of Lebanon. You'll flourish like a palm tree. You won't be, be you, you know, you won't be knocked over. You, you're going to rise back up again. And that's what God wants. He wants us to go deeper, to grow stronger. So we need to face challenges head on. We need to face temptations head on. Because I promise you, I've seen it in my own life, that the minute you put God first, the minute you put his house first, I really believe he honors that. He sees that. He never forgets that. That is who God is. So the worship team can come on up. So you've heard uh, my story. And so I know maybe most of you guys are thinking, oh, you know, she's young. You know, she's got so much time on her hands. I mean, she works at the church. Obviously, she has to do this, you know. Um, you know, being, she's only newly married. You know, she's still trying to figure out that as well. So Martin, I'm married for 15 years and I have three kids. Like, I don't know when I'm serving here. I don't know when I'm doing what. You know, I've got kids screaming on Sunday mornings. Now I've got to get to church. So I can only imagine that, you know, that the journey that we're on, I think it just gets more intense. It gets more chaotic. Um, And so I just really want to encourage you this morning that it doesn't matter what season you're in because God gives grace for every season. And I think in every season, there's something that we can do to get planted, that there's something we can do to participate because God's goal for us is for us to go deep and grow strong. And so now that you heard from me, a young gun that has lots of time on my hands, not really though. I want to share testimony from someone in the church as well. Someone that's probably in the season of, of maybe majority of us, married, kids. And I want to share um, this testimony with you because this really actually even impacted me. I thought, I want to be like that. I want to be like that 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. So this is what, this is what she said. She said, I used to be very insecure and had very little confidence. In fact, I remember every Sunday after church, I used to rush to the car to go wait and hide from people while my husband talks and says goodbye to everyone. I was very reluctant to join a life group or to start serving because this would mean having to interact with people. Amen to that, sister. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. I was also very selfish as far as my time was concerned. I was reluctant to commit to anything at church for fear of being sucked in too deep. I even told my husband that we must be careful to not get overcommitted. I was extremely fearful of commitment. 
But as my relationship with God grew, my desire to please Him grew. So I eventually decided to join the frontline team. I was very scared that I would mess up or do something wrong. But I soon found out that it's okay to make mistakes. And that's how all of us learn. My confidence grew in leaps and bounds. And little by little, I had enough confidence to help out wherever I was needed. Now I serve in various areas in church and I'm loving it. I've learned that my relationship with God and serving at church has a very direct connection. Because the closer I grew to God, the more I loved His church and His people. And the more I wanted to please Him and be obedient to Him. My serving journey has been a process that I'm still going through and growing through. In fact, I still feel I have capacity to give even more and do more for God. But if there's one thing I'm certain of is that I've never had this much fun and adventure doing anything else in my life. Serving God is an adventure that I plan to continue going on. Because of serving, my relationship with God keeps growing. Because of serving, I call a whole new bunch of people my family and I love all of them. Because of serving, I'm not that insecure person with no confidence anymore. Because of serving, I've learned a bunch of new skills. And because of serving, I have made very close friendships. God is busy using serving to mold me into the person he meant for me to be and FYI I did get sucked in too deep but I'm loving it I love that can I tell you that the minute I gave my heart to God the minute I said to God God we're going to do this properly we're going to do this right I'm going all in I'm going to give everything that I got I want to go deeper I want to grow stronger the minute I said yes I was like starting on this roller coaster. Yes, and this roller coaster just went. And I haven't gotten off that roller coaster. This roller coaster's got ups, this roller coaster's got downs. But I know that when the roller coaster's in the down, my roots are planted. And I know when the roller coaster goes up, I'm growing stronger because there's always a purpose. And I don't know how you walked in here this morning, but I know that God's got a plan for you. I know that God's got a purpose for you. And I know that God wants you to go deep, to grow strong. But some of us, we need to step out. We need to step out of that boat and start walking on the water. You might be fearful. You might feel like you want to make, you know, you're going to make a mistake. You might feel like no one's going to like you. You might feel like you're not going to fit in. You might feel like you're going to do everything wrong. But can I tell you that when you start stepping out, out of the boat and start walking on water, God starts coming at you and He starts walking with you. And He's going to help you get planted and He's going to help you participate. He's going to give you a grace for every season. He's going to give you strength for every season. He's going to help you through season of marriage. He's going to help you through season of singleness. He's going to help you through season with kids, with crying kids, with screaming kids. I don't know. But I'm telling you now that once you go deep he's going to help you grow strong and that is what I've experienced and I pray this morning that you will experience that too because I have loved this journey and I would do nothing differently I love it and I want you to experience the same thing so with every head bow and eyes closed I want you to just take 10 seconds maybe 30 seconds I want you to just you just ask God. You know, it's pretty simple. Hey, God, like, what do you want me to do? Maybe you're here this morning and this is your first time and you're not even getting this whole God thing. Can I tell you that you don't have to believe to belong this morning. But if you start making church a habit every Sunday, I'm telling you, give God a couple of months, a couple of weeks, and He is going to show Himself to you in such a real way. 
If you're here this morning, maybe you've been in a bit of a stagnant season. I don't know. Maybe you feel you do have more to give, but you don't know where or how or who. I just ask God, bring bring that to Him this morning. Because He wants you to go deep, to grow strong. And we do that by being in church. We do that by being in community with people. Can I just encourage you that you don't need to have a relationship with God this morning to ask Him what He wants you to do. Just having that heart that's willing and prepared, God will reveal Himself to you.